Hey, hey, Annika here. Today is Monday and we've had school holidays in Luxembourg. So my kids are back to school. The house is empty and quiet and makes me feel like I'm turning into a productive machine. <laughs> nice feeling. So today I want to talk about ego, your ego. And I don't know about you, but for me growing up until, yeah, way, way, way into adulthood, for me, that was just, I don't know, not a bad word, but if ever I heard it or said it, it was to express a negative trait about someone being selfish, egotistical. Yeah, ego. That's not a nice thing. You don't want to be that. Um, and the first time I really started thinking about the ego or what, what it really is, what it means, I was in a training on how to be a great facilitator. So facilitating masterminds, workshops, uh, or even speaking on stage, any kind of teaching or delivering in front of a group. And the one point that stuck with me in this training, even if I didn't at all get the impact or meaning of it then, was leave your ego at the door. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds great. Leave your ego at the door, check. Uh, but of course I brought my ego all the way into that first group session and it was all over my four page script. Um, so when I did the revision and thinking time after that first, uh, workshop, um, thinking about what went great, what was not so great. The big thing that stood out was that, uh, well, I only got to point number one on my talking topics list, point one out of 16 to, to make you understand what we're talking about here. So like I said, I had 14 uh, written pages on the computer and I got to point one. And why? I'll tell you why. Um, one piece of the opening and introduction on my uh, fantastic script was um, to have everyone around the table introduce themselves. And I used a, a model called FORM, F-O-R-M, stands for, so you, you say something about your family, something about your occupation, about your recreation, and you share a favorite memory. So everyone gets the same kind of framework to introduce yourself. And you can say you have one minute or you have three minutes or whatever you want to do. I, I That element with how long they can talk. It was my first time, so I didn't give that detail. So it went on and on and on and on. But um, at least it gave everyone the same space, kind of like whether you're an introvert or extrovert, you would express the same kind of thing. And we would know similar areas about everyone. So great concept. But here's the thing. Apart from my ego that I left at the door, not... I, of course, I didn't because I didn't know how to detach myself from it. There were also 10 other egos in the room. Some normal-sized, some discreet, and some extra, extra, extra large-sized egos. The conclusion of that is that a lot of people like to talk about themselves, tell their story, share their challenges, their pain, their wins, their awesomeness, their dreams, and some just love to entertain. I had two entertainers in that group. And then there are those who need space. They need to be heard. They need to speak. They speak louder than everyone else. And they speak for longer than everyone else. Um, and everyone is annoyed. But no one says anything. 
because you can't really tell someone, hey, you take up too much space. We all think it, but you, you don't really say it. Except if you're playing um, a game with me. I facilitate a game with groups. It's called the leadership game. And one of the cards in the game, so it's like any board game, social game, with cards and a die. And, yeah, a die, a dice. I never roll the die. What a stupid word. Anyway. Uh, one of the cards is the silence cards. Is the silence card. So let's say someone is a big talker. They just go, wait, 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 wait. You can at any time pull the silence card on them. And they actually have to be quiet for three minutes. So that is, because it's a game, it's okay to just shoot that over to the big talker and say, sorry, you got to hold it together now for three minutes. And yes, it's a moment where some people in the room can just enjoy that the big talker had to shut up. Um, I actually tried it on my kids and it worked, but it only worked the first time. Then they were like, nah, it was only fun once. But with adults and playing that game, it works because it's a game. So you may hear me now uh, flipping through pages because I actually wanted to share some content of my online coaching program, the actual module called Ego. Um, so what is it? Like, do you ever think of it? Does it show up in your life? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Does it cause problem? Does it create opportunity? Well, I think if we get to know our ego, increase our, our self-awareness, we can limit the, the friction and the pain and the damage it causes, our own ego, and we can optimize the good things with it. Um, so, for example, when someone says or does something that triggers you, that's an indication that your ego just said, I'm here, I need some space. Um, and remember, if you're easily offended, you are easily manipulated. Just a side note. I wrote here, uh, the more space our ego needs the more friction and challenges there will be in our relationships. So whether we're talking about a romantic relationship, like your couple, uh, family relationship, um, siblings, children, parents, or a professional one, the more space your ego needs, the more friction there's going to be. Uh, I, th I believe that our ego is one of the best tools to use uh, if you want to destroy your relationship. And the problem is that we don't really know that we use it because most of us are not aware of when it's taking space. And then the question is, can the ego be good? Can it even be necessary? And I say yes, 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 yes. For example, if you have a dream and you want to build that dream, you need to have an ego that believes in you, that knows you're going to make it. Even when the triple F starts speaking, family, friends, and fools, they're going to say, nah, you can't make it. Why don't you get a normal job or something like that? You need your ego to be there with you. It's your, ah, your secret gladiator that will protect and strike for you. <clears throat> In business, for example, if you're an employee, you need an ego to express or showcase what you're really good at. Uh, if you want to climb the career ladder, uh, you need to be able to speak up for yourself, to sell yourself, if you want it to go faster forward. Uh, if anyone talks you down, 
if anyone treats you bad, it's your ego that will stand up and defend you. <clears throat> so yes, um, Albert Einstein said, more the knowledge, lesser the ego. Lesser the knowledge, more the ego. And that quote makes me think of um, a situation. I'll, I'll, I'll describe it. And I'm sure you've been through this. So let's say you have a conversation with a friend on a topic where you are a quote-unquote expert, whether that is uh, baby care, raising triplets, living in a household with teenagers, being a corporate leader, uh, raising dogs, training dogs, uh, like animal behavior, cooking, yoga, uh, knitting, um, writing, grammar, whatever the subject is, how to use your voice. I mean, anything and everything. Uh, we're all really good at, or even experts at something very specific. So let's say that you have a conversation with someone who is not that experienced as you are. They don't have the same, uh, they haven't lived through the same things. Maybe you have read 52 books on the topic and you know that they have not read any book on the subject. And still, they bring out uh, points that, and they say, no, 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 you're wrong. It's like this. Oh my goodness gracious. That is so triggering. And that, uh, the knowing of literally and factually knowing that you are right and you know that the other person is wrong. And you also know that they think that they are just as right and correct as you are. But only one of you is actually right. That is a situation when if you cannot put your ego to the side, there's going to be uh, friction, frustration, even conflict. So is it a good thing then to be aware of your ego? Yes. What if you can say in that moment, you know what, is this a battle that is life-defining? Is this a battle that will <clears throat> shape or confirm my existence or the importance or my worthiness? Yes. Okay, then fight the hell out of that point. But if it isn't, let it go, let it go. Nah, blah, 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 blah. The cold never bothered me anyway. I just had to sing that because I heard myself on another podcast where I sang, the snow never bothered me anyway. So that was for my ego. I just needed to show that I know the lyrics. Okay, moving on. So, um, like Albert Einstein said, more the knowledge, lesser the ego. If you know that you know that you know that you're right, let it go. The, the opponent who doesn't have the same knowledge is going to push with their ego. And in that moment, you can just, with your self-awareness, be the more adult one, the wise one. You're not going to get the credits for it. You're not going to get acknowledged for it. You're not going to get a diploma or anything. But you may save a relationship, if it's a relationship you appreciate. If it's a friend that has been there for a long time, if it's your parent, hey, just bring the respect and give it to them. It's unless, like I said, it's life-defining. Then you need to fight for it, of course. And on the extreme opposite, when is your ego not helping you? When is it not good? Just a few thoughts. Did you ever hear a lion say, I am a lion. <coughs> I'm the lion. No, of course. They don't say that. They don't have to say that. Everyone knows. Uh, or if we take it to the human world, 
Have you ever worked for someone who actually says, I'm the boss? Unless they're saying it, like I say that at home when I work with myself and I finish something, I was like, I'm the boss, right? Say, like a boss. But in a meeting room, in a corporate setting, I have actually experienced working for someone. I'm going to give away the nationality because, because it's fun. So it's a French person who actually said the words in a meeting, I'm the boss. C'est moi le chef. Oh, goodness. And uh, everyone else around the table is like, um, yeah, yeah, we know. We know because that's your title. You get so much more money than us. You summoned us to this meeting because you are the boss and you have to run the agenda of this team. And then that person puts a very large elephant in the room on the middle of the, in the middle of the table not just saying that I'm the boss, also saying I have a very big need to give space for my ego because my self-esteem is so low. Okay, great. Well, then are you really the leader? No, you're not. Okay. So if your ego needs too much space, it's not going to help you. People are going to look at you in, yeah, pathetic. You're pathetic. If you need that much space, you're pathetic. I'm sorry if I'm hurting anyone's feelings, but at least now someone told you. <laughs> All right. Um, another situation when your ego is not helping you. Uh, if you think for real that you are doing things so much better than anyone else to the point that you delegate nothing, for example. One, you're going to hinder your team and yourself from growing and learning as they have no chance to build trust with you. And two, your agenda will be so packed that you inevitably hold yourself back and your team and the results. So your ego can do severe damage. Uh, let's take another one in a relationship. Uh, romantic or friendly? Two persons with very large egos. Uh, maybe you've experienced this. I have seen it in front of my eyes. I've also been in a relationship like that uh, with just two massive egos. And there will be arguments it can go on and on and on and on forever both of them know they're right both of them are used to being right both of them will argue for their point or perspective until they die and both of them refuse to give up because they both know they are right <laughs> see it's it's doomed to just break that relationship if it doesn't break the relationship between the two people if they can actually stand that crap then it will push a push a pitch i tried to say then it will push away people around them if they're in a, if it's in a work setting people are not going to want to work with them if it's a circle of friends uh, next time everyone is invited uh, will you be invited mm, probably not okay um your ego can also be expressed as three letters that hold you back from saying things your your heart is dying to say like i love you or i miss you or i am sorry so many times we don't say it because why our ego needs the other person to say it first if it's been a fight sometimes you feel the pain you just you just want to say it you want to say i'm, I'm sorry I'm sorry, I love you, please forgive me, whatever it is. But you don't because you also feel that you were right, so you want the other person to say it first. <laughs> if we were, if, we, blah, blah, blah. 
Oh my God. I tried to say, if we were in a room together, right now I would ask, I would say, you have to answer honestly, who has already experienced that? You're in a conversation or let's say a fight and you you just, you want to say it, hand up. You want to say it, you feel it. Your whole body feels it. You want to say that, I'm sorry, or I love you, or please forgive me. But you don't because your ego needs the other person to say it. Hmm? I raised my hand. You should do. Okay, um, I want to end it with a story uh, that my one of my mentors, John Maxwell, shared uh, about him, his wife, Margaret, and John's ego. So in the early years of their marriage, they would disagree on many things. And John would use every skill he had to win each argument, not just the little things, middle things, large about the kids, work, church, holidays, practical, everything. He would go all in as if it was a court case and he would make sure he won every single time and high five himself. And Margaret just put up with it. But then one day, um, as he was celebrating another victory, happy dancing in the kitchen, like, yeah, yeah, I told you so. She said, John, you're winning the arguments, but you're losing my love. Hmm. Dramatic pause. So, yes, we want to win the argument. But lose your love, your relationships, your friendships, that's not really winning, is it? But can you see how the ego doesn't really pay attention to that? Because its focus is on me, me being right, my rules, my way, me, and then getting the attention I need and deserve. And, of course, the winning. So be careful of how hard you push for you and your ego. Okay, so this, I wanted to share this uh, very interesting topic. And in in the online coaching program, You Own Your Life, we dig deep on this one and explore things I can guarantee you have never looked into that can actually be uh, make it or break it for your relationships, professional, family, romantic, all of it, friendship. So, uh, check out the program at bit.ly forward slash you own your life one. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great day.